And Lord, we thank you for confirming your word with signs and wonders. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I have a word for us today that is really going to uh, help us in terms of our faith and move our faith to another level. I was sharing during the convention, as I was sharing also in the morning sessions, thank you, that our Christian life needs to produce results. Amen? Our Christian life must produce results. In other words, if we are saying that we are believers and we're standing on the Word of God, things must change. I'm not saying they must change instantly, but I'm saying that they must change. Uh, otherwise, what we end up with is a hollow faith, uh, a, a form of godliness, a show of coming to church and doing church things, but there's no real thing happening in our lives. And that's not what we want, amen? We are people of faith and we want to grow in faith and we want to see results of our faith. So today I'm going to talk about operating in mountain moving faith operating in mountain moving faith you want to get the cd take it as a continuation of the convention if you want but uh, this is how we preach all the time mark eleven twenty two. so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone... Forgive them or him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Can someone say amen? So Jesus says, have faith in God. We're going to get into that this morning. But I need to deal with some very, very fundamental things about faith. Because sometimes... A lot of maybe we haven't had the teaching or the understanding of what real faith that works is. So first of all, there is mental assent. Mental assent. Now, mental assent is merely an intellectual process by which a person becomes convinced about something. It's just an intellectual thing. Anybody, everywhere, anywhere can have mental assent. And it's really not faith, okay, uh, because it's based on the five senses. So in a sense, one could say, well, I'm sitting in this chair because I have faith that it will hold me. That's true to a certain extent, generally speaking. But in actual fact, that is based on the five senses. If this chair did not look like this, if this chair did not feel the way it feels and it feels firm... If this chair did not look like it's structured properly and it was made out of paper, I would not have the confidence or the faith 
to sit on that chair made out of paper or cardboard because my five senses are involved in this. So really, I'm sitting in this chair because I have confidence that this chair will hold me. So there's what we call um, mental assent. The fact that I believe that the Bible is the Word of God does not itself give me faith. The mental assent that I believe what the preacher is saying is mental assent. In other words, you mentally say, well, that makes sense. Okay, I, I can buy that. I, I, I can go along with that. All right? So every human being can have mental assent, which means you believe in principle. But in practicality and reality, it could be some. So, and then there is what, I, what is called natural human faith. That is the natural capacity we all have to believe. Every human being has the capacity to believe something, which my believing now goes beyond the natural. Okay? Believing now means I'm not, I don't have all the information, I don't have all the facts, but I'm choosing as a human being to believe what I'm told. All right? So that, that's, that's, that's now natural faith. The doctor says to me, if you take this medication faithfully three times a day, you're going to get better. And so because I believe that, I haven't seen the results, but I believe what he says, I have no evidence in my senses, that is now natural faith. Are you with me? All right, and you can apply this anywhere. That's a mental capacity to believe. I want to say this. Uh, it came as a revelation to me that in the Old Testament, all that they had was natural faith. So when you read about Noah, who built an ark, went for 100 years to build an ark, you read, of course, about uh, Moses parting the Red Sea. You read about Elijah calling fire from heaven. You read about Moses uh, and all of this, and Abraham, who believed God, it's a powerful revelation to understand that these people were operating by natural faith. In fact, the Bible says Abraham believed God. You notice it didn't say Abraham had faith in God. Now, what's the difference between faith and belief? Belief is what I can do. We're going to talk about real faith. Abraham used his own capacity to believe what God said. He figured out God is faithful. God can't lie. So he created everything. I figured out, okay, if you say I'm going to be father of many nations, I believe that. That was the faith that Abraham had. The Bible says it was accounted to him for righteousness. I'm going to go on a rabbit trail today. I really want to be as laser sharp as I can be to get where I'm going. So God has given to every human being this capacity to choose to believe. You know, there's that song, I believe I can fly. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we choose what we believe. I believe I'm handsome. I believe I'm tall. I believe I can do this. I believe. And, and you know, when we're motivating ourselves, we're really speaking to that area of our lives where naturally we're able to rally up our strength to believe we can do something. But that is not faith. 
in the real sense of faith. It is believing. Now I want to make a clear distinction here to help you out. Why do I say it's not faith? Because you'll find that as I teach it, that believing is something that comes out of my soul. Believing is something you don't have to be born again to do. You don't have to be a Christian to believe. A Muslim believes what they believe. A Hindu believes what they believe. Are you with me? A traditional uh, uh, healer, Sangoma, believes what they believe. All right? So that, that, is, that is not to be equated to what the Bible calls Bible faith. Uh, and, and this is going to take us somewhere very important. And this is why there are religions. Because religion is man choosing to believe something. Okay? Whether it is a Hindu who will believe in what they believe, or an atheist. Now this is the paradox and the irony of an atheist. An atheist believes that there's no God. They have faith in a sense. Their belief is that there is no God. They are using faith in this. In the sense of natural human faith. It's a belief. And that's why it's hard to convince them. Because believing means that there are certain things you don't have natural evidence for. You just choose to believe. All right? So there's then natural faith. I'm building this thing. Uh, it requires, because this kind of faith, this kind of believing, sorry, requires reason. Someone say reason. It comes through a reasoning process and a personal choice to believe what cannot be reasoned. Okay? All right. It is this capacity, watch this now, it is this capacity to believe that is required for you to be saved. The Bible doesn't says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because every human being can believe. Right? It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart... That God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So God has made access to salvation available to every human being. Because the way to access it is by choosing to believe. And that choosing to believe is based on information called the gospel. That you received. That gives you a a certain understanding about what God has done, but you have to take another step and believe some things you don't understand in order to be saved. So, let me give you some scriptures to underline this. Matthew 9 and 22. Matthew 9 and 22. I'm just going to pick up a piece here where Jesus uh, says, Your faith has made you well. Now, what Jesus was saying was, saying was saying, your believing has made you well. 
I know he used the word. The problem is that the, the Greek word believing and faith are the same word. It's called pistis. So it was translated, your faith has made you well, but it could be translated, your believing has made you well. All right? And then Matthew 9 and 29, he says, according to your faith, let it be unto you. Or according to your believing, let it be unto you. Mark chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, or Jesus saw their believing. Now this is where I say we have to rightly divide the word of truth to make a distinction here. What I'm saying is that up until the resurrection, up until the resurrection, nobody operated in real faith except Jesus Christ. And you'll know why. And we're going somewhere very powerful with this. We are people operate in believing what God's word said. And uh, you could see their believing. Um, but then we go to the third thing, which is the born again believer's faith. Now, this is the faith that the believer is able to exercise after the new birth. After the new birth. You see, when we are born again, we are born again into the image of God, into the image of Jesus Christ. We have the nature of God. Are you with me? Now, our new nature has built into it. Stay with me. Our new nature has built into the spirit man the capacity to believe, but because it's from the spirit it is now on a higher level, and that is faith. Faith begins to make things happen. Believing, uh, I'm not going to disappoint anybody, believing does not make things happen. Believing puts you on the road to making things happen. I'll explain. So, why? Because we now have the nature of God. Huh? So now uh, we have the nature, the life of God, and this nature and life of God has the, has, has, the, has the ability to have faith because we serve a faith God. Now the expectation changes in terms of us because this faith now comes from the inner man. So believing comes from my soul. It's a combination of my mind, will, emotions, you know, uh, and all of those things, and I choose to believe and put my confidence in something based on the vague information that I have. Um, but faith now goes beyond the veil, and I'm able to believe something that I can't see. I'm able to believe something I can't hear. I'm able to believe something I can't touch. I can't taste it. And I believe that my God shall supply all my need according to His rich. Are you following what I'm saying? Now that is faith. Faith is not based on the five senses or on the circumstances. Faith now comes out of my spirit man that reckons that the things that the senses do not have, I can have 
or have access to. Can I hear you loud? Amen. All right, good. So true faith does not originate from our soul. It involves and engages our soul, but it originates from our spirit. So here it is. Let's take this and move. An unbeliever, therefore, cannot have faith. Hello, why are they called an unbeliever? I want to chew on that a little bit. They're able to believe in the natural sense, but the only level they can come in is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But they cannot exercise faith. Okay? The ability to exercise faith comes with a new birth. Now, I can exercise faith because faith comes from a recreated spirit that was dead. How can a dead spirit exercise faith if faith comes from the spirit man? So an unbeliever is an unbeliever because they cannot exercise faith. A believer is a believer because they can exercise faith. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm sure it does. Okay. So they, they don't have the spirit of faith. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. They don't have the spirit of faith because when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit into your spirit. Yeah? And that Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ, is the spirit of faith. So when we're born again, you receive the spirit of faith. And now you're able to operate in faith in your recreated human spirit. Okay? And this is why I say Abraham did not use faith. The Bible says Abraham believed God. We talk about Abraham's faith because here's the wonderful thing about Abraham is that even though he didn't have the capacity to exercise the faith that we can exercise, he used his capacity to believe to such a degree that it impressed God. And so God says, this is how you're supposed to deal with me. Deal with me like Abraham. It so impressed God that God accounted it to him for righteousness which is a whole other revelation, a whole other teaching. In other words, by grace, God counted Abraham's faith as the righteousness we now walk in because to God, it's rather like a, 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 a second-grade teacher. Oh, let me see. How can I put it? Mm, no, that won't work. Um, it's like being awarded for something way beyond what you have done because you did so well. So Abram was awarded with righteousness even though his own believing could never access that righteousness. It was accounted to him. Amen. The righteousness we now receive by grace through faith. We get it automatically. Just by being born again, Abraham had to believe. And, and God said, you, you know, Abraham, I am so impressed. This is the first time anybody has actually believed what I told him like you do. My goodness, this is how I want my people to live. And so God said, now this is going to be a pattern. You're going to be a pattern, a father of many nations, because this is how I want people to relate to me. All right, let's, let's, let's keep building. 
Faith is based on revelation knowledge instead of sense knowledge. Revelation knowledge instead of sense knowledge. Let me explain it this way. I was talking about a chair. My eye can see. My ears work. My hands work. I can feel. Okay? I'm using my senses to check it out. That's called sense knowledge. I can figure it out. Okay? First time I sit, I would sit gently. It held. Yes. Okay. I can rest a little. Okay. Can I lean back? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So, so I'm, I'm constantly having a feedback process of sense knowledge. Now, faith doesn't operate that way. Faith operates on my spiritual senses. My spiritual man has eyes. Your spiritual man has ears. Your spiritual man has a mouth. Your spiritual man can sense. Your spiritual man can taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste God? (laughs) You can't taste God with these tongues. It's a spiritual thing. Am I right about it? Your spiritual man can walk. Your spiritual man can run. Your spiritual man can leap through a wall and run through a troop. Your spiritual man can fly. Your spiritual man can go to London through faith, in prayer. Your spiritual man can be involved in the heavenlies and deal with the coronavirus in prayer. Your spirit man can shut the gates and the doors to the enemy and decree no weapon formed against me shall prosper. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. A thousand shall fall at my side. Ten thousand at my... Ain't no coronavirus coming to me. That's my spirit, man. I don't see no coronavirus in the flesh. And I don't see in the natural what I'm doing or what I'm saying. But my spirit man is seeing, hearing, speaking, doing, moving, changing, breaking, building. All this is, this physical thing, is just an icon of who I am on the inside. And you are so much bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. Hallelujah. You are made in the image of God. Hallelujah. And so this is nothing but a prophecy or a prophetic demonst- real, uh, manifestation of who you are on the inside. This physical body. That you have a mind. The mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And glory to God. I, I don't want to go too, too far on that. I'm making a point here that faith is based on revelation knowledge. So for me to operate by faith, I have to have spiritual senses to see things with my spirit man, to hear with my spirit man. That's why Jesus says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. What does it mean? Obviously, if you heard that with your natural ears, you have ears. 
So he can't be talking about natural ears if you have anyone has ears to hear. He's talking about the fact that there are other ears. And you must hear with those. You know when they say in Zulu about a, a person good Ageva. Ageva. Have you heard that? Ah, in Songanzeva. No, they can hear you very well. With the natural ear. But the closed the inside ear. So now they really don't really hear you. They hear the noise. But they don't hear with the inner ear. May God open our spiritual ears. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May God open our spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Because for you and I to operate in faith, we have to use the spiritual ears. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now what that means, I'm going to come back to that scripture. What that means is that you only have faith when you have heard something. But in order for you to hear something, you must first hear the word of God. There are two hearings. There's the natural hearing, which is hearing the word. But once you've heard the word, you must listen for, with the other ear for the second hearing from the word. Oh, glory to God. And hear what God is saying through the word. That is not just saying, by his stripes, I'm healed for the sake of church people on a Sunday morning. He's saying, by his stripes, I am healed. Now I have heard God because I've heard the word. So you must open both ears in order to have faith. So faith is based on hearing it's based on, on revelation knowledge. Someone say revelation knowledge. That hearing is revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. It is based on seeing. Now, I know the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But what does that mean? What that means is that we don't walk by our natural sight. We walk by our spiritual sight. <laughs> God says to Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, I have given it to you. You've got to see yourself somewhere before you get there. Uh, this is a funny thing. I mean, I never asked for this. I'll give you a very small illustration. We travel to the States a lot. Obviously, my, fam my, my wife's family is that side, and we've got fa our children, um, one of our children there and so forth. So, so we, we have to go back there and forth once in a while. But each time, it's a step of faith. It's a lot of money. Okay? One thing I've found which is very interesting um, when it comes to this process, God has always come through for us supernaturally, one way or another, to make a way. Even if we're to go as a whole family, you just add the figures up, you know how much money that is. But I found something. I told my wife many times, and we'd be believing God to go and see her mom, to see her brother, and uh, all of that, and we sow our seed and all of those things. And at a certain place, I could be driving on the N1, passing Vodacom. And suddenly, in a flash, I see myself in Philadelphia. And I turn to I say, we're going. I saw it. I saw it. You see, faith 
has to see. You have to, oh, glory to God. You have to see yourself blessed. You have to see yourself on another level. You have to see yourself in that job, driving that car. You have to see yourself married if you're single. You have to see yourself if you're married with your child in your hand. You have to see yourself. This is not about mind uh, manipulation. It's not about self-hypnosis. It's not about self-motivation. That's a, that's a low level. That's, that's got its own space. This is not your spirit man seeing the thing that God has promised you. I see myself healthy. I see myself wealthy. I see myself blessed. I see myself joyful. Hallelujah. I see myself free. That is faith. Faith has sight. Faith has sight. And so what I'm, I'm elaborating on here is that faith does not come from the soul. It comes from the spirit man. A spirit man that is open to God. On, oh, I was ministering on strongholds. Whoa, glory to God. Um, on uh, on th- Wednesday night. Oh my goodness. Because those strongholds are the things that block us from seeing and hearing. Get the CD. So the sad thing is when Christians don't have sight and they don't have hearing and worse if they've closed their ears to the spirit of god because that means that that believer can never operate in faith they're going to operate at a level of an unbeliever whereas they have an inheritance that they could be walking and living in come on give god praise there amen So now we've established that there's the born-again believer's faith. Okay? Someone say, I have faith. Amen. I have faith. Jesus says, if you have faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, if you doubt not in your heart. Okay? So it's, it's, it's not about a quantity of faith. It's about a quality of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I want to go on and talk about another faith. Glory to God. Then, okay, we talked about mental ascent. We talked about natural believing. Yeah? We talked about the believer's faith, which every believer has. Hmm? Since you're born again, you have the capacity to have faith. Nobody cannot have faith. Then we have... The faith of God. Now you need to be taking some notes here. Jesus is saying here, when he says have faith in God, actually the, uh, the, 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 the Moffat's translation and the King James Version gets it even more accurately. He's saying have the faith of God. Someone say another level. Have the faith of God. Wait a minute. Okay. As a normal human being, I can believe something. Okay. I can believe I can drive. I can believe that I'm going to get, you know, a job. I can, you know, just in that kind of general believing sense, like any other unbeliever, just have that hope, which is really a hope. And I can have faith in God of my faith 
in God that God will do this and God will do the other. Amen. And that faith is powerful. But now Jesus goes further and says, I want to take it to another level. I want you to have the faith of God. Whoa. The faith of God? The God kind of faith? Yes. I want to suggest to you and present to you that Jesus operated in the faith of God. That's why he says, have the faith of God. He wouldn't tell you to have something you can't have. So let's break this down. Because this is the faith that was exercised by Jesus Christ himself for the supernatural, including our redemption. Now you're going to have to upgrade a little bit, amen, in your, in your receivers. Amen. Are your receivers out? Amen. Are your ears open? You have to really download. This is a major download coming now. Amen. Open up your bandwidth. Amen. We're about to, don't want to take too long buffering this. The works of God, which are the works of the Father, were done through the operation of the faith of God in Jesus Christ. Are, are, you, are you there so far? Yes. Okay. Watch this. We are born again. Ha ha. I'm going to give you a scripture. Let's just turn to your Bibles. Go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Let me, let me give you the scripture and I'll explain it. It will help so that we, we, we... For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, watch this. <laughs> Remember I said you were saved because you believed? Okay, so you can say, oh, that's what he's talking about. Not just that. It's saying, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now, I used to read that to say, oh, salvation is a gift of God. But no, it is, look at the, my mother's here. She can correct me. She's an English teacher. Okay. He's talking about faith. For by grace have we been saved through faith. And that faith is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It is the faith that is the gift of God. That this scripture is talking about. Okay, stay with me, stay with me. Alright, so this is this, <laughs> glory to God, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but I will say this and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. So we are born again, you are not born again by your faith. You are born again because you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And watch this, it is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that went into motion to birth you into the kingdom of God. It was God's faith that birthed you. Nobody can make themselves be born again. Have you ever seen a child birth themselves? It's the mother that pushes the child out. The baby doesn't push himself out. They just have to cooperate with this thing. So in the same way, your new birth was not because of your faith. It is because of the faith of Jesus 
that once you confessed him as Lord and Savior, you activated the faith of Jesus, and Jesus' faith caused you to be born again. And watch this. And when you are born again, the same faith of Jesus was given to you as a gift. All right, we're going to explain this because I know you're getting it. You're getting it, but I've got to give this to you line upon line. All right. For by grace have you saved and so forth. So Jesus, watch this. <laughs> when you receive, let me put it this way. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, how many people believe he came into your heart? Let's go to Sunday school. Eh? That, that's Sunday school language. It's okay. It works for us. How many people believe that Jesus is in their heart? Okay, how many people believe that Jesus is still Jesus in your heart? The same Jesus that walked on the Sea of Galilee. The same Jesus on the right hand of God. How many people believe believe that that Jesus is in their heart? Okay, how many people believe that that Jesus has his own faith? So you've got Jesus living in you that has his own faith. I have my faith because I'm born again. But Jesus in me has his own faith. And he's inside you. He's inside me with his faith. Whoa. I'm trying to get a picture of this. It's already blowing my mind as I'm sharing it. Glory to God. I mean, I got the revelation of it, but I'm trying to give you an illustration. So, so Jesus lives in us and through us, including his faith. His faith, the God faith. Someone say, I have the God faith. The God kind of faith. The faith of God is in me. Let me illustrate. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When Jesus had told his disciples... Let us cross over to the other side. Bible says, And a great windstorm arose and beat upon the boat, and the disciples began to be fearful. And then, you know the story. I'm just paraphrasing it. They said, Carest thou not that we perish? Hmm? And what happens? They wake up Jesus, who was asleep in the helm of the boat. Jesus gets up, and he speaks to the wind and the waves. Hmm? Let me tell you what was happening there as an illustration. I'll come back to it. See, the disciples had, were like a believer with their own faith. But their faith came to a maximum point And began to fail. And that's when they stir up Jesus and his faith. And when Jesus rose up with his faith, he spoke to the wind and the waves with the faith of God. And the storm was stopped and the waves became quiet, showing us how we are to live our Christian life. Because as much as you and I have our faith, he didn't leave us there. Hallelujah. He came to live in our boat. He came to live in your heart. And there's another faith that he has that when the chips are down, 
If you know how to stir him up. Oh, I feel like I preach right now. If you know how to wake him up. If you know how to stir up the faith of God on the inside of you. And not the faith will rise up on the inside of you. And it will be the faith of God. And mountains will begin to move. And storms will begin to be stilled. Because that's no longer your faith. That is the faith of God. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell them, I've got the faith of God. We're about to stir up the faith of God this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm here to declare to you, mountains are going to move. In the name of Jesus, water is going to come out of the rock. Hallelujah. Money is going to come from everywhere. Your healing will spring forth speedily because Jesus says have the faith of God this is the mother load I, 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 you know the teacher in me can't resist telling you what the mother load is the mother load is from mining mining when they go looking for gold like here in Johannesburg they go down they find seams of gold and they'll find traces of gold and they'll say oh there's some gold here some gold there but there's just a little gold they keep on digging and digging and then they come to the seam a rich seam called and that's why they call it the rand underneath us is the rand Vitvata's rand okay the rand currency is because this economy was built on gold and when they found the mother load they said we can mine this for generations they said this is the rand so you got east rand west rand north rand and all of that because they found a mother load okay now the faith that you have is the traces of gold. Yeah, you get some things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you won't lose your, your cell phone because you went to Mashonisa and you took it as security at the pawn shop. And you know, you'll get your phone back, but you'll pay with interest. You'll just get it back. You, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know, you'll have food on your table. Yeah, you'll have food, you'll have clothes, and you know, you'll be able to get some tires for your car and all of that. That, that faith will, will handle a lot of small things. But how many people know sometimes you just need the mother load and there's a mountain that needs, you're like, nah, nah, that ain't gonna cut it. No, I, I can't take 25 years to pay off this house. No, I don't have 20, 21, 20 years, 25 years. No, 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 no. I'm believing God that I'm going to be debt free in five years or three years or whatever. But my faith is not getting into that gear as much as I want to believe. And the Lord says, don't sweat it. Because I've designed you to be one with me, to connect with my faith. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. And you can tap into the mother load of faith. And begin to activate the faith of God into this situation. And this mountain will move in Jesus' name. It's a gift of God. I'll give you word on that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's see. Uh, 
Galatians 2.20. Thank you, Lord. Galatians, before we go there, before we go there, let's go to Romans 12, verse 3. We'll come to Galatians 2.20. Are you getting some of this? Is something beginning to stir up on the inside of you? Are there some answers coming as to why many times we're trying to use our faith, but the mountain doesn't move? The storm doesn't stop. The money doesn't come. The breakthrough doesn't land. Okay? Because the faith we're using is low talk. I'm uh, using mechanical language now. Those of you who drive and I who know mechanical language and know about engines and torque, okay, it's the power to pull. Power is like a, a big diesel engine, you know, it's got torque, which means that it can tow something. The trucks have torque. They don't have a lot of speed, but they have torque. T-O-R-Q-U-E. They have torque. You find that the thing you're trying to pull is burning your rings. And you are smoking your tires and burning your tires. And you're trying to pull this thing. And it's... And there's smoke and your engine, the pistons are misfiring. And you're burning out your engine with your faith. And God is like, hey, 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 there's a rest in this. There's a rest in this faith. Hallelujah. Hook up to my faith. Hey, hallelujah. Ukanda kanda. Hey, hallelujah. The tow truck. Hallelujah of heaven. Yesterday we went for the first time to Khao Train. My wife and I went to family to Santin just to have some time. So it happened when we come back, we find in the same carriage, there's Pastor and Mr. Mazabugo. So we're fellowshipping there, coming from Santin. And then the thing breaks down. Tololo. It light, lights out. Ow. In the middle of nowhere. I said, does this happen a lot? He said, never. I'm thinking, hey, what's happening? Hey, we were there for half an hour, 45 minutes. They're trying to start this thing. And I knew because I used to work in the railways. I was a financial manager running national railways. I said, okay. I could smell what, when it happened. It was the brakes of the train. I said, the brace of mis, 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 um, mis, uh, what do you call, uh, have malfunctioned. They, they have a problem with the brakes. This train can move, and indeed it did, but it couldn't stop. So, so I said, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to send another train to come and tow us. And sure enough, 45 minutes later, we couldn't see the train. I could feel it. And we could feel that when it started moving, that they had sent another train to come and tow us down here um, towards, um, you know, Allendale, whatever. I mean, to, to right here to Marlborough, that's it, to Marlborough Station. And then they moved, had to go to another train to get here. Here's my point. That train that we took from, um, from Santon, couldn't handle the journey for whatever reason. We began to joke amongst ourselves and think, okay, who's the Jonah here? And I said, hey, because this has never happened to Houtrin until Gamedza got on port of Houtrin. <laughs> I said, maybe I don't belong on Houtrin. I was just a joke. But my point is this. 
to get out of the situation, they had to get another train with more power and torque than that train had to pull itself and to pull our train full of passengers. See, some of us have had a faith breakdown. Had a faith breakdown. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Nothing's moving. We were there. It was dark. You know, because lights would come off, come on. and uh, But it was dark. And some people, believers, are like that train with a faith breakdown. And you're stuck. No, you can't go backwards. You can't go forward. You're like, I love the Lord, but nothing's working. Nothing is moving. And, and the Lord, I don't understand why I'm in this situation. It makes no sense. And that's because your faith has its limits. But I'm here to tell you that inside of you, there's someone who's greater There's a faith on the inside of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. And the faith that he has can tow you, can pull you, has enough torque to pull you out of any situation and take you to safety. Someone give the Lord praise right up in here, up in here. Here it is. Romans 12 verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. Oh, I'm just laid a foundation. Lord, have mercy. Are you getting something? For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, (laughs) as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Now, the correct translation is the measure of faith. So, God has given to every believer the measure of faith. I want to say that this faith is the God faith. He has dealt to every believer the measure. Everybody has the same faith when they start. The question is, do you grow it? Because faith can grow and faith can diminish and faith can vanish. So that even Jesus says to his disciples, where is your faith? What is he saying? He's saying, this is how this works. I, you know, I'm just going to do this by grace. I'm going to stop this storm by grace. But it's not supposed to work like this. You're supposed to exercise your faith. And then when your faith has come to its maximum, I will then connect my faith to take you the rest of the way. But now I don't see your faith. So I'm doing this by myself. So he rebukes them and says, where is your faith? I'm trying to teach you here how to move mountains and still storms. And you're not quite getting it, but I'm going to stop the storm. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to lead you into all truth so you can know how this thing works. Can I hear your loud amen? He has given to every believer the measure of faith. Everybody has been given the measure. Of the God kind of faith. Tell your neighbor, I have it. Tell your neighbor, I have this faith. All right, let's look at this. Uh, mm. Galatians 2 verse 20. I'm giving you more word to establish this. I really want you to get this. This is going to revolutionize your faith life. I have been crucified, for I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but 
Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, how am I living it? In the flesh. I live by faith. Now, this is where there's a bad translation. Go to the King James Version. See, and that's why translations, you have to be studying the word. One word can just change the meaning. That word there is not faith in the Son of God. It's the faith of. The life I now live, and the life I live in the flesh, I live, how do I live this life? By the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus is believing through you. I'm living it by his faith, Paul is saying. I can't live it on my faith alone. I need the faith of God to live this life. Hallelujah. So this is telling us that we have our faith, but there's the God kind of faith, which is in Christ, who is in us. So watch this. The faith of God combined with our own faith (laughs) becomes a powerful faith that accomplishes the impossible. Our faith, the God kind of faith, connect the two, boom. That's how exploits are done. That's how mountains are moved. I know you only want to get the how. And I'm going to touch on a couple of things. I haven't got time to go into all. I wanted to, but I ran out of time. But I believe that as we understand, get the revelation of this, that I have the faith of God, say it to yourself. Say it again like you believe it. Now use your faith to say it. You believe you have the faith of God and you believe that faith of God is what created the heavens and the earth. You believe that that's the faith that said, let there be light and there was light. That faith of God is the one that Holds all things together. And that faith is in you. You're a giant. There's nothing impossible for you. No mountain can stand before you. No devil can even put a candle to you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper You have the weapon of weapons. You have the power that created the heavens and the earth on the inside of you. That's why Jesus says, just speak to the mountain, man. Just talk. It'll move. Tell the tree to be uprooted and be cast into the sea. Was he thinking about your faith? I don't think so. He was thinking about the faith of God. This is family heritage, folks. We're in the family of God, our daddy. This is daddy stuff. This is daddy DNA. We have a God that has a, is a God of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He can multiply five loaves and two fishes and feed 5,000. Praise the Lord. He rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Ascended to the highest heaven. 
Glory to God. Who did that? The faith of God. The faith of God. And he's coming again. How's he coming again? Through the faith of God. Woo! And you and I have a measure, the measure of that faith, which means a portion, a portion for you, a portion for you, a portion for you, a portion of the faith of God for you, a portion for you, a portion. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And God put it on the inside of you so that you can access your inheritance because it's so big, it's so broad, it's so heavy, it's so weighty, it's so glorious. Your faith cannot pull it out, but you have the faith of God. Shout, I have it. Woo-hoo! Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you see that I'm trying to go... I want to give you something to take home today. How do we operate in this mountain moving faith? Glory. I'm here to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. This thing is going to be turned on on the inside of you. You're going to begin to (laughs) experience what eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Ah, that business is going to take off. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Your career is going to take off. Doors are going to open for you. Favor is going to come to you. Healing will spring forth speedily. Peace will come to your home, to your family, to your children. Your children are going to get saved. Praise the Lord. Your husband and wife or wife going to turn around and start loving the Lord. Hallelujah. Because nothing shall be impossible to him that believeth. And nothing shall be impossible to God. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Oh, I feel this thing stirring. I feel this thing stirring. I feel this thing stirring. Mountains are moving, I declare it. I feel the Holy Ghost shaking some mountains at the root. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Drought is being broken. Financial droughts are being broken. I declare it with the faith of God. All you need to do is agree with the faith of God. Woohoo! Shoo! Thank you, Lord. Be seated. I'm trying to give you something. How do I do this? Number one, sow the word of God into your heart. I'm repeating what you've heard during the convention. You're right right now. Sow the word of God into your heart. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whatever your heart is full of, oh, I want to say something now. Whatever your heart is full of is what your life will be full of. Whatever your heart is full of, your life will be full of. Because everything comes out of your heart. Out of your heart flow the issues of life. So if I fill my heart with the word of God, what is in the word will begin to fill my life. 
The word of God sown in your heart will produce faith. Number two, believe that you already have the faith of God. (laughs) Believe that you have this faith. Believe it. Number three, receive faith words. Receive faith words. <laughs> faith comes by hearing. Someone say faith words. And hearing by the word of God. Receive faith words. Faith words contain faith seed. So when we receive faith-filled words, our faith increases. It also means that when we hear doubtful words, fearful words, doubt and fear increase because words are seeds. doesn't matter what you say, you know, what words you speak, they're a seed. They're going to bring a harvest. So never say like, oh, this thing is just, this job is killing me. Oh, no, we, we might as well make sure your insurance is paid up. Because that's a seed of death. This marriage is killing me. Okay. Then prepare your coffin. Okay. We don't, we don't speak those words. You know. You speak words of life because words are seeds. And they bring a harvest in your life. Okay. So receive faith words. <laughs> God does miracles through the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith words. That's why I have to stay under the word of God. My wife and I listen to DVDs, CDs almost every day of faith words. Over and over. One of the great preachers we listen to now is, is Dr. Paul Enenche, who is the spiritual son of Dr. Ayadepo. Uh, and Enenche has built a 100,000 seater congregation through faith. I'm like, it's not about where you are. It's not about where, how you grew up. It's not about your nationality. It's not about your gender. It's not even about your age. It's about your faith. It's according to your faith. Glory to God. God can do it here and He will do it here. Glory to God. Alright? Watch this. Someone say faith words. This is where the disciples missed it when they were supposed to stop the storm. When they started the journey, Jesus says these words. How many people remember the words that Jesus spoke when they set out? Let us cross over to the other side. See, that's where they failed because they didn't realize that the test of the storm was based on the classwork that they received and the word that Jesus gave them. He didn't say, let's try. To go over there. Let's see if we can. Maybe we'll make it. He said, let us cross over to the other side. He spoke words of faith. Knowing that the storm was coming. But if the believers, the, the, the saints, the apostles had taken the faith-filled words 
of Jesus, they would have known that they were not going to perish. They said to him, carest thou not that we perish? Who talked about perishing? Jesus talked about crossing over. To whether the boat becomes a submarine, whether it develops uh, fins and swims, whether the boat flies, whether it's taken by the Spirit, I don't care. We are crossing over to the other side. Hallelujah. Faith-filled words. Jesus didn't even pray. He just spoke to the wind and the waves. Hallelujah. When the disciples were supposed to, the people were, were hungry, Jesus doesn't say, Eishmato, let's have a committee meeting. People are hungry. And we've got 5,000 men, just men alone, women and children. Please, let's have a survey. Do some research. How many people are here? Uh, okay, we've got 12,000 people. All right. Okay, let's do a strategic analysis and uh, strategic planning session to feed these people. Let's assess our budget. Now there's a place for that in the secular world. What do you say? Give them to eat. He just spoke faith words. And they should have taken those faith words. Give them. Give them. A whole year's salary could not be a budget. And then we need a catering company, corporation. We need infrastructure. We need warmers. We need stoves. We need fridges. We need trucks. We need plates. We need forks. We need knives. We need in the middle of the wilderness. No. They, they, <laughs> they, they should have said, how? If we're going to give them to eat, that means it must be in us to feed them. And they should have multiplied the fish and the loaves of bread. Jesus teaching them, stretching them. He says, okay, bring it to me. What is this among so many? See, they're still in sense knowledge. That's our problem, isn't it? We're still locked in sense knowledge. But, but my salary, Lord, is only 3,000 rands a month. And I mean, how am I going to pay these bills? You don't understand. See, there's another faith on the inside of you. There's something you can tap into that can multiply. Ah, labo shata. The fish and the loaves of bread you will eat. You will pay your bills. You'll be clothed. And God will increase this thing if you just use your faith. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. But you must tap into the faith of God, into the supernatural, so that the little can become much in the master's hands. Hallelujah. Woo. Just give them to eat. So we're talking about receive faith words, aren't we? So listen to what I'm saying. Build a faith environment for yourself. Surround yourself with faith. Build a faith environment. Surround yourself with faith. Be selective what you watch. Because everything comes with a seed. Everything. Everything. Every post, every comment, every like, every dislike, every podcast... Everything comes with a seed. 
The question is, what is the nature of all these seeds? So, build a faith environment. Oh yeah, we have to know what's going on around us. We have to be aware of certain things, but be selective. Be selective. Build a faith environment, surround yourself with faith. Why? Because unbelief is contagious. Unbelief is contagious. Unbelief is contagious. So surround yourself with faith and faith people. I don't stick around people with a lousy mouth. Because I got no time to removing all those seeds and those things sprout up in my heart. Oh no, I'm very selective about who I listen to, who I hang out with. Because people just say things. And they realize they're spreading all this coronavirus called unbelief everywhere. And all this, and, I, and, and then I catch the virus. Now I'm struggling in my faith. Because so and so said, oh, I read such and such. You know, it's not God's will always to bless you. It's not always God's will to, to, to prosper you. Sometimes, you know, uh, God doesn't come. Sometimes God just says no. I've seen that post too. I had to uproot that seed. The devil is a liar. I uprooted in Jesus' name. The Bible says the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and they are amen. There's nowhere the Bible says he says no. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, God says yes. I'm going to close now. Hallelujah. Receive faith words. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God has sown something in your heart. For you to begin to access. I haven't gotten to the meat of this. I've just built a little bit. But I do declare your life will never be the same again. Can we stand on our feet and give God praise? Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.